1: I gotta say, I am excited. Like, there is something that I want to get to, but I feel like it should wait until the last thing. Because it will propel me through the rest of this intro. And I know that Tass knows which one it is. So I'm gonna go through the other stuff first. Uh, So the first thing is that we want to welcome uh, Syndactyl. He is a good friend of mine that I met at Gen Con. He's on our Discord. uh, And he is also the moderator on our Reddit page. And he has made our Reddit nice and beautiful. Uh, so if you are a Reddit person, you can head over uh, to r slash the crit show uh, and see the new layout and the little things that he has been adding. It's very cool. He's got a bunch of things set up so that they just happened.
0: That's so awesome. Thanks, man, for like joining the team. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, the, actually, the thing I want to mention, too, about the new website is that uh, Nix has been doing an awesome job. If you go there. You know, she's got all of the fan art up. She's got all of our different thanks. She's got bios. She's got even pages now created for each individual episode. So if you go to the listen now and you click on the episode, it'll take you to a page for that episode that might have some art on it. Uh, It has a personalized player for that episode. And it also has, in the cases of the ones that we have finished, the transcripts. Um, That was a big thing for us for the Patreon. Uh, So you can go there to the individual episode and you can also download the transcript now for uh, anybody that that would be helpful for. So it's really interesting to read uh, after having played it and and go back and just, oh, look, some of the ridiculous things that we have said or done in print. (laughs) It's going to be sent to the Library of Congress eventually. (laughs) No. Someone's just going to print them out as a big, dumb book. As
3: evidence <laughs> against us. Oh, no.
1: This is the last thing. This is the thing that I'm super excited about. Big props to Tass for having this idea. So we talked last week that we wanted to have a get-together after Gen Con. And we said, yeah, after uh, the live show on Saturday, it gets done at 6.30. We're going to do some kind of a, a get-together so people can have a drink, have a have some snacks. And, of course, every place around town is going to be just packed solid because it's Gen Con. Tass, has set it up so that uh, if you're coming to Gen Con and uh, you want to hang out with us after the live show, meet some other people who listen to the show, meet us, have a drink, have some snacks, it will be taking place at the IRT, which is the place that the IPT is modeled after. So we will be having this in the lobby of the Crit Show's IPT, which is freaking awesome.
0: (laughs) I'm so excited about it. Um, You know, I set up this meeting with the real Margaret because she actually is in charge of, um, you know, any extra stuff that's going to come in and out of the building. And, you know, I set up the meeting. I was kind of nervous about the whole thing. And uh, she comes down with all her official stuff and says, "Okay, what what exactly is it that you want to do? And I kind of explain it. And just in kind of an irritated huff, she just closes the notebook and is like, well, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just tell me when. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so I'm so happy. I'm
2: so excited.
1: Yeah. So this is a very short walk from the convention center. It's like a block away, really, once you get past the, uh, the parking garage. So my hope is that this can kind of be our yearly tradition because... How awesome is that that we get to have our kind of meet and greet for the listeners in the place that you guys work in the show? Um, So I will be putting up very soon a uh, RSVP system for that. Um, We'll have Rachel post it on all of our social media. I'll also mention it here next week. Uh, But we need to obviously have a head count so we know what kind of stuff to bring. Make sure everybody gets something to eat, something to drink, etc. So be on the lookout for that. Um, If you do not have a ticket for the live show yet, uh, I believe that there are maybe a dozen left. Uh, So make sure to grab that. If you aren't able to come to the live show, but you're going to be at Gen Con, you're still welcome to join us at the IRT. Uh, Just make sure that you RSVP, a lot of initials, that you RSVP when uh, we send out that link.
0: And OMG, we're bringing KFC, if that's okay.
3: But only if you RSVP ASAP.
0: Okay, TJ.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you throw this torch right at the creature's eyes. It flinches back and it actually staggers backwards and ducks back down into the water yeah i'll lead the charge towards the the tunnel as you're all standing behind this boulder jake with his sharp elven eyes uh can see down into this next room and there is an even larger pool of water and you see two or three figures very large moving around it
2: roughly water troll size
1: yeah you you could say that So as you fly up into this room from the cave, it's a fairly long room and there are bars around half of it. And inside of the barred off area, you can see a dozen or so figures wearing rags, sleeping on the floor. And next to the gate on this cell are four of those goblins. As they get these hits off on you, you do crush them backwards and it juices them through the bars. (laughs) As you transform from your rat form, but you're moving faster than you realized. And you split between Jake and TJ. And you tumble down the shaft that the ladder is in and hit the ground at the bottom. I think that you are still getting used to this. And you sing your song of buffing. And you see the two waking up goblins kind of flex. And then you hear the very loud ringing of a bell. This bell echoes through the chamber the prisoners start to panic inside of their cell. Can you
2: throw a big heavy thing in front of that hole in the wall or something? Go like rip off a- you're a strong dwarf, go rip off a door off its hinges and throw it in front of the thing. Uh, so
3: yeah, I want to take a part of the the cage and I want to rip it off and- Try and use it as sort of a um, as a block for this tunnel. I just want to put it up against the tunnel and just jam it in there.
1: You know, normally I think I would probably have you roll Defy Danger with Strength, but actually this is a good use of Ben Bar's lift gates. So roll that. Cool.
0: While he's doing that, I'm looking at anybody there going, What was that? What was that? It's
1: an alarm they sound when there's danger. No problem. Twelve. All right. That gives you a hold three. What are your picks?
3: It doesn't take a very long time nothing of value is damaged, and, uh, you know what? You can fix the thing again without a lot of effort, just in case we have to go out that way again.
1: All right, so you pull this off fairly quickly, and uh, there are some loose hinges and pieces of broken metal, and you jam them into the cement on the side of this wall and cover the hole that is leading into the next room.
2: Okay, uh, hey, prisoners, let's get the
1: hell out of here, I guess. Does anybody know the way out? You just covered it. That's the only way out? Well... Which way did you come from? We could go that way. We came up a ladder. That's all that's in this room. That door and the ladder. So that's that's where they normally come in and out of? Yeah. All right.
2: So this is like a, it's like an iron bars type thing, right? The, the door that he just put over it? Correct. Can I just start pot-shotting through the iron bars with my bow? Uh, there's
1: nothing there yet, but you could kind of post up and be ready. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I will do that. I will knock an
2: arrow and be like, I don't know what to do except just kind of pick at them through the bars here. Uh, I'll go to the side of,
3: like the the doorway, as it were, and I will, if anybody is able to get past, grab any goblin head and smash it with uh, my mace.
1: Yeah, so you're able to uh, get up next to it. You've, you know, removed the wall that was essentially right by the door, and uh, that's the piece that you used, we'll say, so that you can get your position there. Cool.
0: I want to transform into a mountain dragon that can shoot mountain
2: fire. I've heard of those.
1: Isn't that <laughs> Pepsi's new uh, Mountain Fire magical, yeah. magical flavor? Mountain Fire, yeah. Mountain Fire.
2: No,
0: I, I honestly think I am um, just standing back with the prisoners, like just trying to be between
2: whatever's coming in them.
1: So, from the darkness in the next room, you start to see purple and blue energy spheres appear.
2: This seems not like the goblins we fought before. Uh, is it something I can shoot? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try and shoot. With a nine. All right, you get to hold one. I have to move to get the shot, I guess. I imagine that I'm not quite lined up properly with these bars, and so I've got to scoot over to do my four damage.
1: All right, you knock this arrow, and you see these balls of energy start to form in the darkness, and you take a couple steps forward to adjust, and you let the arrow off, and it flies to the darkness and hits between two of them, uh, and you hear a low kind of grumble, but one of those balls of energy leaps at you, and you take... Nine points of damage. Holy hell! Armor defeating because it is magic. Oh no. Uh, so, TJ, you have just seen your buddy uh, get blasted by some magic in the other room.
3: Yeah, um, I want to take a look around the corner. Is there still one of those magical balls there still?
1: So, TJ, you know, you just saw Jake get hit by one of these orbs of energy. So as you peek around the corner, the other ball of energy leaps in your direction.
3: Uh, yeah, if I can, can I block with my shield? and maybe stop this guy from hurting me you
1: can so roll defy danger with constitution this is an interesting option for this game because it lets you defy danger just by basically sucking it up and taking it like prepping yourself to take a big hit
3: okay uh that's a seven
1: okay so you can block with your shield against this ball of magic Uh, But it is either going to destroy this wooden shield, it is going to knock you backwards and you're going to have a minus one forward for your next action, or the energy is going to disperse and some of the fallout is going to hit those around you.
3: I think I'll go with numero uno.
1: Okay. TJ lifts his shield to peek out at the magic and the other ball comes flying through and you see his shield explode and he's just kind of standing there. Uh, But there are no more glows in that room now. Tash, you have seen both of your friends get hit by magic now. And this
0: isn't something that's up against the bars that I could just reach through and stab, Correct.
1: This is something in another room in the darkness.
0: Uh, I want to throw my torch through to see if it'll light up and see what's there.
1: All right. So I think you're going to have to roll Defy Danger with Dexterity to throw this torch through the bars.
0: Okay. Uh, what does like a what does like a five like what does like a five do at, at me?
1: <laughs> uh, it gives you a point of experience. <laughs> it does. So Tass rears back and pitches his torch, not thinking about the fact that he is the furthest back from everybody. <laughs> TJ, you take four points of damage as Tass's lit torch bounces off of the bars and onto your beard. So that's not armor-defeating. Uh, it is armor-defeating. It is armor-defeating. Yeah. Okay. Damage uh, from unnatural sources, not weapons, falls, and things like that uh, do defeat armor. Copy that. But you are a little on fire right now. I would like to put out said fire on my beard. Yeah, I think that's no problem. You're able to kind of lay down and roll around and get that fire put out. Uh, So, Jake, you see fire over your shoulder and then on TJ's face and then TJ rolling around on the ground.
2: This is bad. This is going to go bad. TJ, could you just go back up there and rip it back off the opening, please? Uh, Yeah, I'll just go ahead and rip that thing right off
1: of where I put it. Uh, yeah, and so I think since you had chosen Easily Fixed as one of your tags before, uh, that that's no problem. But you are, you know, you're putting yourself right up against these bars. So if anything comes at you, like, how would you want to deal with that? Ah, oh, God, Uh, I guess I'll just bear down and take it. Okay, so rule defy danger with constitution.
3: No, well, that's a
1: five. All right, so you are able to get it out. Um, But as you do, you hear this... Very loud series of footsteps, and you pull backwards on the bar, and as you do, a bear hits against the bar and knocks it and you to the ground, and it is standing on top of this and growling down at you.
0: I think my initial thought is, I can do that, and I just want to be bounding toward it, trying to transform into a bear.
1: All right, roll it. Oh, please don't fail.
0: I handily did not fail. Uh, that is a 13, giving uh, me three hold. Thank you. Okay. My- Horny bear form. No, that's not. Oh boy. Is that not what I should <laughs>
1: <laughs> be a long year of that? So what are you doing? Uh, yeah, if I can, I want to club this thing. Roll hack and slash nine. All right. What's your damage? four you also take four points of damage
3: oh i don't
1: wanna and uh tj takes one point of damage as two bears start to have a fight on top of him
3: i want to get out of from underneath this somehow probably by pushing one of these bears off of me as much as possible with the
1: bars all right so uh roll fight danger with strength to force this off of you with them on it five again you try to give a push off of this, and their weight on top of you is just too much, and you are not able to get out from underneath at this moment. Um, but back in the darkness, you see two more of those orbs appear.
2: Jake? Uh, I mean, seeing those two fresh orbs and having been kind of hit by this, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what this is, what this encounter is that I'm having, what we're dealing with.
1: Um, Yeah, okay, so I think that this would trigger your bardic lore, um, and you don't have to roll that, right? Correct. Okay, so as you're thinking about, like, what what is this? This information rushes into your brain, and you know the look of this spell. It's a wizard's fireball spell, but it's slightly off. Like, the color isn't right, and it seems like it's out of control somehow. Like, the person casting it doesn't have mastery over it, or like, they might be tapping into something that's dangerous or they don't quite understand, and that might explain why it's not the color you think it should be.
2: Uh, and you also get to ask me what tale, song, or legend... That
1: I learned that information from. Oh, my God. Excellent. So what do you know this from?
2: Uh, there is a a children's story, a fairy tale, uh, the tale <laughs> of the woeful wizard who loses control of his magics and, and all of the shenanigans. It's played like a joke, like, oh, shucks, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. like an Urkel situation. <laughs> sort uh, <okay>. of wizard. <laughs> But, but people are on fire, but it rings true in this moment are his fireballs the same color as The ones you see right now. Um, so from page to page in the book, they are colored differently oh. and So I remember that because I always wondered why as a kid like why were these were they supposed to be kind of different Magical effects or different levels of control he had on it I didn't understand because it'd be like this one's kind of a maroon. This one's like a greenish This one's kind of purpley and I thought maybe the colorist just did a bad job in this book <laughs> But now that that thought strikes me, I'm going to hope that wizards are squishy and I'm going to aim an arrow right between those two glowing balls of light.
1: All right. Roll volley. Oh,
2: hell yeah. 13. So I do five damage.
1: So Tass, you see Jake fire over you. TJ is underneath you having not a good time, but this bear is in grapples with you. What are you trying to do?
0: We already established that a bear would probably be too large to fit down the hole down the ladder, right?
1: Uh, it'd be real close, yeah.
0: Like, I'd have to wedge him in and then start stamping. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Do it, yes, <laughs>
3: yes. If you can suplex him in there, that'd be great.
0: No, I think what I want to do instead is essentially just, like, get teeth around the nape of its neck and do, a do like, a spinning throw to try to throw it at whoever's throwing this shit at us.
1: Yeah, roll, <laughs> um, defy danger with strength. Okay. I was really hoping for upside-down
3: bear it's a,
0: Just is Winnie the Pooh his ass. Yeah.
3: That is a 12.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you scruff this other bear and you spin and throw it and it sails into the darkness and you see that it hits in between the two spheres of magic and they blink out of existence. And you hear kind of a. Argh! What about the bear? Is the bear still. They're both in darkness now. Do I hear
2: anything? Do I hear movement in there now? Yes. Sound like it's scrambling back to its feet or anything. Yeah. Shoot
1: it again. All right. You're just going to try to shoot into the same spot that you shot into before. Oh,
2: yeah. I can't. Uh, How does that work in this game?
1: I think if you're trying to shoot where you think it's at, I think it would be... uh, I would have you roll Defy Danger with your intellect, I think, to try to judge how far away and how low it is now that it's been knocked to the ground. All right.
0: Four. I can't wait to see what this arrow feels like.
1: (laughs) So, Jake draws an arrow and steps forward pretty confidently trying to fire where the bear was at last. And as he lets loose of the arrow, you hear the scuffling of this bear moving around and it passes through the air towards you, Jake, as the arrow goes into the room and you can tell that it is far off target. Uh, And this bear is on you now and you take three points of damage, not armor defeating.
0: Uh, I'm going to yell, TJ, get Jake, and I am going to bound into the darkness
3: and I'm going to push that gate thing off of me, and I'm going to try and help my friend Jake by whipping this bear's behind.
1: All right. So, uh, TJ, roll, hack, and slash. Tass, I think, how do you, uh, how do you, you bound into the darkness just checking things out? You. So, when I
0: jump in, I think what I'm thinking is I want to try to like smell out whatever was there um because i don't want it to get to its feet and start slinging that shit again
1: yes i think that'll cost you one hold but a bear's sense of smell is strong enough that you could know exactly where this guy is very cool Uh, so roll hack and slash
3: i received a nine on my hack and slash i received a seven the bear
1: takes six points of damage all right and you take four i have achieved five points of damage you leap into the darkness, and you find this target pretty easily enough, and you sink your teeth down into it, and you can feel that it stops moving inside of your jaw. Uh, The bear takes that hit, TJ, and moves away a little bit and transforms into a goblin. Looks like it's in really bad shape. I'm gonna just finish it off, because nobody bites my jakey. All right, roll hack and slash.
3: Uh, That would be a 10.
1: Yeah, you... Uh... You lay your flail into this bear, it backs away, and you swing the uh, the mace around, and it catches it in the head as it has transformed, and it explodes and falls to the ground.
3: Oh, just, God. Just to let you know, I did eight points of damage, so yeah, I, I assume I caved
1: in its skull yeah, somehow. Yeah, it needed one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy shit. That was way worse. That was the worst one yet. Is there more sound through
1: that hallway? No, it has died off. Awesome.
2: Okay, I'm going to sing the song of healing for all of us so many times, I think.
1: (laughs) I am just
0: sniffing in the darkness and trying to, you know, I'm guarding this exit right now.
1: Uh, So are you moving around in the darkness to see what's in here?
0: Um, Yeah, I think I am.
1: So this room seems to be about 30 feet long and 15 feet wide, and there is a closed door at the other end.
0: Found the door. Cool. Hold up. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just waiting, like, at the door, paw on it, like, just trying to hold it in case anything might try to come through.
2: Uh, I need to heal me first, because I am very close to death's door. You do you, boo-boo. That is a 12, so I heal myself for three, which is not good. Not <laughs> enough at all. Um, Can I, is this kind of D&D I, style? Can yeah, I, keep I think this? so,
1: because with every roll, there's a chance there's that a chance it, it could go wrong, wrong or you could attract attention, so... That's a
2: 10. That's six. Man, I don't know how many times I want to keep doing this in here because every time there's just a chance that I screw it up again or somebody hears me or something. TJ, how are you doing right now? I am not good. Okay, I will direct my magic at TJ
1: and sing the song. All right, roll arcane art. (laughs) It had to go wrong eventually. (laughs) Uh, Five. Tash, you are squared off against this door and it starts to feel very hot.
2: Oh, uh, we got hot door. We've got a hot door. Oh, God. You guys wait here for the moment to all the prisoners, because I don't know what's about to happen. I'll let you know when it's safe to follow us. Head towards where Tass is. Same, but with my light gem
1: out.
0: I want to uh, just step back like to the side of the door in anticipation of whatever this is going to be.
1: Yeah, you step away from the door. TJ comes into the room with his light gem out, and this room is illuminated. And you can see that there is a desk and a small bed in here, uh, and there are symbols scratched all over the wall. It looks like by like fingernails and also in mud. Uh, but it seems like, from the smoke coming out from underneath the door, that it is on fire. So since I've recognized magical
2: effects already in this dungeon, like the weird fireball spell, do I recognize any of these symbols?
1: Would they be causing this fire? Oh, like a like a trap or something?
2: Yeah, exactly, like a magic trap.
1: Okay. Uh, you're Bardic lore you don't have to roll that, right? Correct. What you can see on the walls is just that it is spells that someone was trying to learn or trying to make up okay but not like directed at the door or correct
2: that's just some normal ass fire or something i don't know if somebody said it do we want to open the door
1: okay i'll open the door you're able to grab a hold of it and pull it open without getting caught in the flames but outside in the hallway there are two goblins with torches and they kind of look up at you because they're just holding the torches down by the bottom of the door
2: murder murder goblins
1: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah i want to shoot one please okay roll volley they're just trying to burn us in here. Uh, eight. Okay, you get a hold one. Guess I shouldn't be calling this hold. Really, you have to choose yeah, one because it's, it's not a good thing. But I like that you have to hold a consequence. Um,
2: I'll take what I can get and do minus one d six damage. I guess. All right. So metal die is damage, and glow in the dark die is the reduction. Oh no! So I do I do one and I reduce six.
1: <laughs> Somehow you healed him for five damage. Some of your healing song is on the end of the arrow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you fire the arrow, and again, you've just got a bundle of bad arrows, because the head comes off mid-flight, uh, and just the wood shaft just pokes him in the shoulder and falls to the ground, into the fire.
0: <laughs> and more kindling.
3: Good. <laughs> I'm uh, going to bum-rush the two of these goblins, and I'm just going to take them out.
1: All right, roll hack and slash. And I'm just holding the door open for everybody, <laughs> Yeah, as a bear. Go, thank Go on. Thank you. Nine. All right, roll your damage. That would be a five for both goblins. You take seven, but they do both go down and fall into the fire and start to burn, and it smells very bad. Gross. There are goblins
0: everywhere. I hate how I sound like a bear.
2: (laughs) It hurts my throat a lot. Uh, What can we see through that door? Is this just a long hallway ahead of us?
1: So through this door is a wall with another door, but you can see that it continues on to your left. Do we want to get
2: these people now and just kind of have them follow us? Yeah, but uh, before we do that, can... I uh, can I get some healing? I'm not feeling very good. Yeah, I'll sing the song. Uh, that is a 10, and you are healed seven points. Oh, thank you.
0: I hate to say it, but I'm hurting as well. All
2: right. I mean, yeah. This yeah, is, I know, I this know. This is what I'm good at. This is my job, so
1: <laughs> I'll do it. No, I won't. That's a five. Oh, oh no. Shit. So as you're standing in this corridor, one of the doors opens across the hall and more goblins come pouring out, attracted by the song.
3: How many more? Five
2: more. Fuck. God.
1: Um, I'm going to fire an
2: arrow as I ask, should we close this door and bar ourselves in and go a different direction or what?
1: Six. God. As Jake steps forward to fire off this arrow at the goblins, he takes three points of damage. Uh, the fire on the floor is spreading and he is standing in it. Armor defeating then? Yeah.
3: So... I'm going to step up to these guys, but I'm going to hit about half of them. So maybe about the three on the left. I just don't want to draw every single one of their attention. OK, roll hack and slash. Come on, 10. OK, yes, yes, 11. All right, roll your damage. Um, uh, that would be four damage. Three of the five go down.
0: Uh, then I'm going to bound in past him and essentially try to grab one in my teeth and crunch and slam it into the other
1: one. OK, roll hack and slash. Seven. Okay, roll your damage. Ah, oh, two. You take six points of damage. Oof. Jake.
2: um, I'm going to go ahead and, and sing the healing song for Tass. I can see that he's pretty messed up right now, so.
1: Uh, Roll your arcane art. No, I'm not. Holy shit. Snake eyes. Tass, you hear Jake start to sing behind you, and it seems to feed the fire, like, as... His voice gets louder. The flames start to get higher. He's putting too much oxygen in the air. Oh, no. And as the fire fills the room, you take uh, only one point of damage. Uh, But now this whole room is ablaze.
2: Oh, good. Oh, no. All at once. It's my bad. I accidentally saying ring of fire instead of the oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, and I I assume it would go without saying that I would take a step backwards out of the fire <laughs> that
1: I had walked yes, into. Yes, yes, as you then spit more hot fire with your lyrics yeah. onto Tass.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm just going to take my flail and take both out.
1: All right. Roll hack and slash. Yeah, yeah. That's a 12. Okay, roll your damage. Uh, 10. Yeah, they both collapse into the fire. This hallway is getting hot and very smelly.
2: Okay, so I'm going to go back and tell all these people, like, hurry up, this hallway's catching on fire. We got to move through it quick. We're running out of time. I sing my beautiful song and they're all wooed that's oh that's not an effect Oh, okay oh no wait that is an effect oh god i have a thing called charming and open when you speak frankly with someone well you can ask him a question i don't need information out of him i just need him to do something
1: all right Mm -hmm. so i think um jake roll parlay to try to charm these people this is a dangerous situation they've seen fighting and bears and magic and fire 13 yeah they are wooed by your beautiful song what song do you use to charm people
2: I think this has just got to be one that I'm kind of making up on the spot. I'm like, oh, well, the fire is hot and the cave is dangerous, but we move to safety now.
1: (laughs) I like this. I like that some of them are set pop songs and some of them are just you (laughs) explaining the situation. I'm panicking and we have to do this thing. Yeah, so they agree to follow you. You lead them through this room and you are all out in the hallway. So to the north of you is the rest of the hallway. There is a door. And in this hallway on the way there, there are two more doors, one on the left and one on the right.
2: Is there anything through the door that those goblins spilled out of? Is it just like a room?
1: If you want to peek your head inside of there, it yeah. is is—it's uh, just kind of a mess. It is bunks and trash, and it looks like a place where they were sleeping.
2: Uh, I feel like we should just move quietly past these doors, wherever this hallway goes. I can't imagine one of these random doors off of the hallway is the exit, right? I don't know. Well, let's just start
1: creeping. Okay. Paint me a picture here. What's going on? you You've got a... Group of about a dozen people now.
2: I feel like I'm probably third in the order with the people. No, I'll be in the very back. So the people in front of me, but like, so that I'm still kind of offering words of encouragement and, you know, keeping them calm as we go. But if there's something behind us, at least it's not one of them.
1: And I'll lead the way.
2: And I'll be behind him.
1: Just kind of quiet and sneaky Scooby-Doo like. All right. So TJ, I think that you're going to roll Defy Danger with Dexterity to try to quietly lead this group. All righty. Eight. So you can sneak everyone through and get down to the door at the end of the hallway, but the fire behind you is going to start to spread faster now that the door is open and it's getting more oxygen and it's getting into all of the kind of tattered pieces of clothing and stuff that the prisoners were sleeping on. Or you're going to start to go down and realize you're just too loud and you're going to have to remove your armor to do it quietly. Or the movement of the group is going to draw some attention from the closed doors. You don't necessarily believe that they will come out in your direction, but there will be more people roaming around the building.
3: I think I will go with the first one, with the fire.
1: Spreading faster? Yeah. Okay. So you get down to the end of the hallway, and there is a door there, but everyone has made it.
3: Awesome. I'm going to... Is there a keyhole or anything? Yes. Could I peek through the keyhole?
1: Yeah. Uh, you peek through and you just see a big open room and a bunch of empty beds, for lack of a better term, but it's piles of cloth and it's very similar to what you've seen the goblins sleeping in so far.
3: Gotcha. I'm going to open up the door and just
1: peek on inside. So as you creak this door open and start to look around inside, the first thing that you notice is there is garbage piled from floor to ceiling next to the door it is creating a wall Um, and you can see that they've essentially dug through this garbage to make hallways to move into and you can see that this garbage goes almost all the way to the end of the room Uh, but there is a passage on the left side Um, but then on the right side it opens up you can't see what's there but the room is mostly clear on the right
3: i'm gonna step on in and see if i can see the rest of this room
1: Uh, so you come around the corner of this partial garbage wall And there is a hole in the ceiling on the far right side of the room with a bunch of ropes going up. Uh, Is the ceiling still stone? The broken ceiling or? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Shoot. Uh, It seems like this might be a way out. I'm going to try for the rope. Okay, what's everybody else doing as TJ's just gone into the room?
0: Yeah, I mean, is the fire still spreading down the hallway towards us? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would peek in, too, to make sure there's not any other goblins or anything else in here. And
1: Yeah, I mean, TJ's already gone into the room. It right. doesn't seem to indicate there's anything.
0: Um. So, yeah, after I am, have acknowledged that as well, I'm opening the door to usher people in so they're not, you know, burning
2: horribly. Okay. I'll help usher them in from the back, and then once we're in there, close that door.
1: Okay. So you close that door and uh, TJ goes over to investigate the ropes hanging down. So what are you doing you just start climbing up them?
3: Uh, no, I want to look up the hole, see if they're attached to anything uh, like a bell or anything, just in case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a, that would be a great trick.
3: Yeah, that would be a great trick.
1: No, they are attached to another ceiling that you can see about 25 feet up.
3: Awesome. I want to test the rope. And then if
2: it's good enough, I will start climbing.
1: OK, what's everybody else doing?
2: I suppose
1: getting close to the base of those ropes and waiting, see what he
2: discovers. Yeah,
0: because if he explodes, I don't want to go up it.
1: Yeah. All right, so TJ, to get up this rope, you're not trying to do it stealthily. You're not trying to sneak up. You're just trying to climb the rope.
3: No, correct.
1: All right, so uh, roll defy danger with strength. That is a six. So TJ starts to climb up the rope, and it's... A little gross like everything in this room, and his hand slides off of the rope and he falls backwards and lands on the ground. Uh, you take two points of damage armor defeating. And from behind the very large garbage wall to your left, who's
2: out there? What's going on out there? Oh, sorry, one of the one of the uh one of the uh <laughs> garbage things fellow, don't worry about it. Chief, I got it. I'm cleaning up. You don't need to Don't worry about poking your head out or anything.
0: With a bare paw, I am just hushing everybody.
1: Uh, You start to hear footsteps coming down the previously mentioned left garbage hallway.
2: Uh, Is there kind of a way to block line of sight? Like from where I think somebody's about to come out, is there a wall of trash or anything that I could shoo people behind so that when they step out of there, they can't see everyone?
1: You would have to get them back out into the fire hallway. You could step into this hallway and stop them from being seen. Okay.
2: Is there any clothing, any, any shit in here? I want to make a puppet. <laughs> I want to, like, make a goblin puppet real quick that I can put around the wall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everything here looks like the labyrinth, apparently.
1: This is Jem Henson's Dungeon World. Um, yeah, I think the hard part would be the actual goblin. Like, there is plenty of clothing and detritus lying around. You could use the dwarf girl, I guess.
2: What, uh, what kind of distance are we talking about here? How far does this thing have to walk? How long is the hallway? How big is the room?
1: Uh, you think about 10 feet. Okay, so not far enough that you can construct an elaborate puppet.
2: Or that it would be ambiguous looking at it from a distance.
1: That's Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, like I can't turn into a floppy-eared fox
2: with light behind me to shadow. Right. Um, okay, I will step around the corner then, I guess.
1: Uh, what you see in front of you is a goblin about twice the size of all the other ones. He is wearing a stained apron and he's got a huge butcher knife. What are you doing in here? Oh, I knew you weren't one of mine because they don't speak a common tongue.
2: Oh, I'm one of the new hires. You don't remember? You brought me in to help co- to deal with some of the prisoners because, like, I'm, you know, elf and they're all kind of humans and elves and dwarves and stuff, so you thought I'd be able to keep them calmer? You don't remember this? Uh,
1: roll bullshit. <laughs> uh, roll. <laughs> um, roll... I, I guess roll defy danger with charisma. Okay. Oh, God, please, please, please,
2: please. Seven.
1: All right, so he is going to take a moment to consider this, but... The fire is going to spread into the room, or he is going to take you to his boss to double check your credentials, or he's going to notice some of the prisoners behind you.
2: Um, I think the fire is going to spread into the room.
1: All right, so you are standing there spinning this yarn to him about how you have been hired to help deal with... The, uh, the prisoners, because you speak their language and you must be some kind of known tough. And, uh, he's like, Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. But you distinctly smell smoke coming from behind you now. And TJ from the ground and Tass kind of huddled with these people. You see that the fire has started to catch on the garbage walls.
3: I want to push the garbage walls onto this guy. I want to 300 this motherfucker, except with dead bodies, it's garbage.
1: So you're going to get up from where you are and charge over to him and try to push this wall down. Correct. Okay. roll defy danger with strength. Will do. Uh, that's a ten, Ski. Yeah, so Jake, you are standing there, and you smell smoke, and you hear kind of a... <laughs> and the wall next to you rumbles, and garbage collapses in on this goblin. <laughs> and he is buried underneath it, and this area of the room is closed off. And you see TJ has just shoulder-checked this wall, and he is kind of indented into the garbage.
2: Holy shit. Okay, now this room's on fire. We got to get the hell out of here. Did you, what's up the ropes? I don't know.
0: I fell. It's gross. Uh, I want to drop bear form Uh and try to adopt bat again.
1: All right, roll it.
0: Uh, That's an eight for two hold, or nine actually for two hold. All right. And I just want to zip up into that hole and see what's there.
1: Okay, so you fly up into the hole into this next room and you see a very rickety throne and there is a goblin sitting on it. And he is tapping a sword on the arm of the chair. And there are two pretty heavily armored guards standing next to him. Very dutifully, like they have a very important purpose. But there's nothing else in here. There's nothing going on. There's just crap in the corners and flies buzzing around. But at the far end of the room, you do see a large double door. And around this room, you see windows and there is light coming in.
0: (gasps) Squeak! And I'm going to dart back down. Okay. Uh, there's like a goblin on a throne and some armored goblins next to him, but there's a, it's daylight. It's, that's the way out.
2: Shit. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try to climb the rope, I guess. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be like, I'm, I'm going to try to talk them down or something. I don't know. Or distract them, whatever. Start getting prisoners up the rope once I'm up there.
1: How do you want to get up? Are you are you using your strength? Or are you using your dexterity to swing between ropes to get up? How are you doing this?
2: Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Just you got to muscle your way up a rope.
1: Okay. So uh, roll defy danger with strength. I will not. I will get a two. Jake starts to climb up one of these ropes and he slips and falls as well. Uh, and you take... Three points of damage, armor-defeating as you hit the ground pretty hard. Holy
2: shit, we're gonna die
1: in a fire in a garbage pit. Yeah, and this fire is spreading more easily now that it has more garbage on the ground to feed.
2: What else, what other doorways were there out of this room? Out of this room? Yeah. None. Except the path behind the man that's buried. Correct. Is there anything you can turn into that can be, like, halfway up the rope and kind of tossing people? I don't I don't fucking know, you guys. I'm running out of ideas. I'm starting to
1: panic real bad. What
3: about an orangutan? Mountain orangutan. There aren't those in <laughs> the mountains.
1: Is the hole big enough for, like, a condor? It's a fairly big hole. There are four or five ropes going out.
0: That's all I got, guys, is, like... like condor up and just huck people up one at a time. Okay, do it. Get me up there first. I think I've got an idea. Okay, I want to try to drop bat and try another form. Alright, roll it. Uh, oh, I still get my one hold, but it is technically a fail. And
1: you get a one hold and then what else
0: does it say? On a miss hold one in addition to whatever the GM says.
1: So Tash, you start to shapeshift and you do get your one hold, but you experience a very strange phenomenon. You are like The Hulk in this moment, instead of all of your gear and your equipment and your clothing going with you, it is falling off of you and you are ripping through pieces as you grow into this giant condor. Well, this is awkward. It's going to be worse when you have to go back.
0: Oh, God. All right. I'm going to just try to pick him up by the arms and fly him up there.
1: Okay. So what does this condor look like?
0: Oh, um. So I think he is mostly pretty dark feathered, uh, except his flight feathers are the dark blue and his beak is also the dark blue.
1: Okay. so the ramification of this obviously being that you have kind of morphed into this thing and ripped through some of your stuff, (laughs) um, you have one hold and I know your intent was to essentially help everybody out of here. You know, I don't know that we want to get too much into, oh, is there a bird big enough that can carry people? Yeah. um, So I think that we'll count your hold as getting everybody out. It will take some time, it'll take some trips, but just the kind of wear and tear on the wings or whatever, once that task is finished, that's when your hold will go away. Because I don't want to just say, like, oh, yeah, it cost you one hold to get someone out of the pit, because then I think if we had thought about that in an earlier moment, you could have just become something else. Oh, yeah, I know, I feel um, that. Yeah. Cool, yeah, I like that. that. That makes sense. Okay, so you grab onto Jake's shoulders and you fly him out of the pit and you land on the ground and the goblin is there on his throne and he looks at you and his guards all point their weapons in your direction as soon as
2: i hit the ground i'm just like good day my liege How is the day treating you (laughs) oh fuck
1: (laughs) and so the goblin on the throne stands up and starts to walk towards you and it is dragging this huge two-handed sword behind it and as it gets closer you notice that it's wearing a very ornate belt like oddly ornate for a goblin in a trash castle and it touches the gem on this belt and it's a red gem and it starts to pulse and the goblin starts to laugh as it touches the gem and you see the energy pulse and pulse and with every pulse the goblin gets a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger until he is towering over you wielding this two-handed sword like a dagger
3: The Fable and
0: Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. <laughs> Are you two still awake? Dad, we're too excited! You'll be tired at Mockery Manor tomorrow, and it's bigger than ever, so you really do need to sleep. Daddy, tell us about the new expansion. Okay, okay. Yay! Once upon a time, there was a wonderful place, Mockery Manor. Everyone loved it, but sometimes it felt lonely. Aww the manor longed for a companion so they built a whole new park right next door and called it Claytonville and it was the rootinest tootinest place you ever did see yee hop on board the brand new mockery railroad all the way to Claytonville toot toot in Claytonville there are four cowboy lands to explore lasso a goat in Farman Valley Kiss your girl's best friend in Lovelorn Town. Stop it, Terry. And in Cowboy Christmas Town, hop on down to the Bluegrass Grotto to meet Cowboy Santa. Ho, ho, ho down! And are you brave enough to ride the wildest ride in Claytonville? Look out. It's the Four Spurs pine Train! <laughs> To go to mockery manor and claytonville two parks in one and only 1999 for a family of four and how about you yeah that's right you listening to this are you ready to come back to mockery manor (laughs) season three available now